Hey everybody, I'm really happy to welcome some new Patreon supporters this week, Evan and Beth and Dominique. Both have elected to become yearly supporters on Patreon rather than monthly supporters. The option is available in both flavors. You can either donate $25 a year or $2 a month. Either way, you gain access to the bonus episodes, and today I am planning a really great bonus episode. So let that be your incentive to consider becoming a Patreon supporter. Please go to patreon.com countermelody, and you can elect the level of support that you'd like to provide. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And now, today's episode. <laughs> Dear listeners, and welcome to Counter Melody. It is I, your host, Daniel Gundlach. And as always, I'm committed to bringing you the voices of beloved singers, often focusing on unexpected facets of their artistry. You will also be hearing less celebrated but equally treasurable artists who deserve our attention and respect. I'm honored to have you join me on this ongoing mutual journey of discovery. And now, without any further ado, let's get down to today's business. Great singers and great singing. Hi everyone, today I'm continuing my series of great baritones, and I'm featuring one of the greatest and most versatile American baritones to ever live. The artist in question is John Reardon. Here he is in a Broadway appearance, introducing a song that has since become a standard. The sound of applause is delicious. It's a thrill to have the world at your feet. The praise of the crowd is exciting, but I've learned that is not what makes a life complete. There's one thing you can do for the rest of your days that's worth more than applause. The screaming crowd, the bouquets. Make someone happy, make just one someone happy. Make just one heart the heart you sing to. When it nears you, one man, you're everything to fame. If you win it, comes and goes in a minute. Where's the real stuff in life to cling to? Happy. 
were turned on to John Reardon by his appearances as the character Reardon on his former college roommate Fred Rogers' series, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. John Reardon appeared 51 times on the show between 1968 and 1986, usually appearing in sung sequences or operas, which Fred Rogers wrote himself. This very short excerpt is from one of his first appearances on the series. Sarah Saturday really knows how to make people feel at home, doesn't she? She surely does. Say, Reardon, yes. uh, could you stay a few days with us here? Well, Edgar asked me if I would mow the grass behind the castle mm-hmm. and, and sort of see that everything was all right, so I guess I will stay a few days. Good. And I hope while you're here that you'll sing some more for us. Oh, I'm always... Always glad to sing anytime, Daniel. I love to sing. I love to sing. I love to definitely agree with my namesake, Daniel Tiger. I really, really love his voice, and I hope that you will too. John Reardon was born in New York City on April 8, 1930. He had long associations with both New York City Opera, with whom he sang from 1954 to 1972, and the Metropolitan Opera between 1965 and 1977. As I commented, he was a remarkably versatile singer, appearing in musicals, operettas, and operas with equal aplomb. He was particularly celebrated for his portrayals of 20th century opera roles, including a number of U.S. and world premieres. So those are the basics. Let's talk about what makes John Reardon so, so special. First of all, the voice is just gorgeous, as solid and beautiful a baritone as one could ever hope to hear. Second of all, the technique is superb, and that's really not surprising considering that one of his teachers was the great French baritone Martial Saint-Guerre. He also studied with Margaret Harshaw. Another great thing about Reardon is his diction. It's perhaps the finest diction that I have ever heard from any singer. Yeah, I think I'll stand by that, actually. I thought about it for a moment, and yes, I think I will stand by that. One of the things that is surprising about him is how flawless his Italian diction was. Okay, so one of his very first appearances was as a wedding guest in the Broadway premiere of Giancarlo Menotti's opera, The Saint of Bleecker Street, as well as the subsequent live NBC opera performance in 1954. Here he is as the second wedding guest in this 1954 live television appearance. Though you can't see him on the podcast, believe me, he's fetchingly attired in a sailor suit. (laughs) 
performance has recently resurfaced on YouTube, and I strongly, strongly advise you to check it out. It might be Menotti's masterpiece, and it features future stars like Mignon Dunn and Richard Cassily among the singing actors. It's amazing how important television was to the burgeoning career of John Reardon. Not only did he appear in the Saint of Bleecker Street telecast and his appearances on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, of course, he also appeared in numerous televised performances of opera between 1954 and the, as far as I can tell, the early 1970s. One of his very first television appearances in a featured role was as Papageno in the NBC opera telecast of The Magic Flute. Just a few short weeks ago, we heard the Chinese-American bass Yi Kui Si singing the role of Zarastro in that very performance. Here is John Reardon singing the wonderful duet by Menon in the English translation of the opera prepared by W.H. Auden and Chester Coleman, opposite none other than a very young Leontine Price. Excuse me. Well, it is. I mean, you are Pamina, the daughter of Queen Astra Fiamante. Aren't you? Alas, I am. And weep the years that I must pass without her mother's love. Weep not. You see, your mother sent me. Well, it's not quite me she sent. I keep another company. I'm but an amiable bird-packing zero. A history of nothing. He is a hero. I, Papageno. He, Prince Camino. By visions moved and by your portrait, too, he is approaching now to rescue you. Sent, as I said, by your mother. And bird, if you follow, need I mention the word? By love. His love for you. Love? What happiness? Oh, tell me if he knows. I must confess that stopping on the way to quench my thirst, I lost him somehow. Still, I got here first. But he'll soon be here. Mother, I divine that I will answer to his love with mine.
John Reardon's versatility was already on full display even in the very early days of his career. For example, he appeared in the 1956 edition of the so-called New Faces Review, which in previous years had brought personalities like Eartha Kitt to prominence. He appeared in a number of sketches and songs in that show, including this marvelously poignant song called Don't Wait Till It's Too Late to See Paris. The song is composed by Arthur Siegel with words by June Carroll. And the show, though it had a relatively short run, did receive an original cast recording on RCA Victor Records, from which this excerpt stems. You sit in your room and your world is so small You don't know the wonders that are waiting at all The years race along, you'll run for the prize Oh, stop for a while, for a word to the wise Don't wait till it's too late to see Paris don't wait until your heart's no longer free. The Eiffel Tower may crumble, the chestnut blossoms fade away. So don't put it off and mumble. I'll see Paris someday. Don't wait till time has had its fun with you. Don't wait till romance is done with you. The river Seine looks small and dry when seen by a weary eye. So while your heart is young, you'd better fly until you're underneath a Paris sky. You'll be glad you didn't wait too long For I'll be there And that's where you belong Now far be it from me to put today's star into little compartments. But I guess that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to first feature him in a bunch of operetta things, and then we're going to hear some things from musicals, and then we're going to hear some of his collaborations with composers and conductors. Then we're going to hear some of his work in 20th century opera. And then I have some excerpts from a rare 1967 recording of American art songs that he did. So that's just to give you an outline for the rest of the program, which, let's face it, is a long one. But let's start with operetta. In June 1952, the new Jones Beach Marine Stadium an outdoor amphitheater opened, and musicals and operettas were featured there, often produced by Guy Lombardo, between the years 1952 and 1981. In 1959, there was a revival of Song of Norway, starring opera singers Helena Scott, Brenda Lewis, William Orvis, and John Reardon as Edvard Grieg. Now, we hear the name Song of Norway, and we might think, oh my god, super boring. 
But I think this song that I'm going to play for you, Hill of Dreams, features what sounds an awful lot like a love song for a thruple. I don't know. It's what it sounds like to me. We're hearing here John Reardon, Helena Scott, and William Orvis. The orchestra is conducted by Lehman Engel. We already heard him in the excerpt from Do Re Mi, Make Someone Happy, and we will hear him again later in the episode. operetta roles that John Reardon appeared in most frequently was as Danilo in The Merry Widow. In 1962, he appeared in a marvelous recording conducted by that famous conductor Franz Allers, of whom we have been hearing quite a bit this summer. I'm going to play you two short excerpts from that recording. First is Maxine's. Oh, fatherland, I must protest that you are working me too late. Affairs that I can handle best are hardly the affairs of state. I dedicate my days to you. I'm at my desk from twelve till two. I catch a breakfast on the run and never stop for lunch till one. When papers take up too much space, 
I file them in my fireplace For no one seems to know or care Just what I do or why I'm there The conferences that I attend Fill me with horror and with dread Because they never seem to end And when they do, the issue's dead At times I fear I won't escape That I'll be strangled in red tape That's why I have to get away So every night you'll hear me say I'm going to Maxine's To lose myself in dreams I'll play in that oasis With all those lovely No, no, don't go, Juju. Clock, no, my go, frou-frou. The atmosphere displaces my dear old fatherland. I'll drown in dry champagne where wine and women reign. I'll send my troubles chasing my lovingly embracing. No, no, don't go, Juju. Go They're experts at replacing my dear old father. And second, an all-too-brief excerpt of The Merry Widow Waltz opposite Lisa de la Casa as the widow herself. wonderful hybrid of operetta and musicals. Among them is the show Music in the Air. In 1985, John Reardon appeared opposite Patrice Monsell in a pair of live performances at Town Hall of this piece. By the way, in my research, I discovered that these performances also were the New York debut of the late, great Rebecca Luker in the Ingenue role. Anyway, here is the hit song from that show, The Song Is You, performed by John Reardon and, well, let's face it, a somewhat less well-preserved Patrice Munsell. 
John Reardon had a long association with Leonard Bernstein. In both this episode and the bonus episode, I'm going to feature the two of them in a number of performances and recordings. In 1960, Bernstein went into the recording studio to make what is perhaps the definitive recording of On the Town. It used many of the original cast, including Betty Comden, Adolph Green, Nancy Walker, and Chris Alexander. It also featured in the role of Gaby John Reardon, who here gives what I consider to be the definitive performance of Lonely Town. Gaby's coming, Gaby's coming to town. So what? Who cares? Back on the ship, it seemed such a snap. You'd tap a girl on the shoulder. She'd turn around and she'd say, I love you. But once on shore, it's not such a snap. You get the cold shoulder, the old run around. You're left with no one but you. Gaby's coming. Gaby's coming to town. A town's a lonely town when you pass through. And there is no one waiting there for you Then it's a lonely town 
You wander up and down The crowds rush by A million faces pass before your eye Still it's a lonely town Unless there's love A love that's shining like a harbor light You're lost in the night Unless there's love The world's an empty place And every Almost 25 years later, John Reardon appeared at the Blossom Festival in the roles of Pangloss and the Governor in Bernstein's fascinating mess of an operetta Candide, which recently has become a much more standard piece after several versions, the contents of which are too complicated to get into right now. All that aside, let's hear John Reardon first as the Governor singing the song My Love, what exquisite beauty! How oh, seldom have I seen a maiden who pleases me more. But, sir... My dear, you are bought. I am. And since I am in a bountiful mood, I will even grant you the honor of sharing my table tonight. Tonight? have said, love is undying, my love. Don't be misled, they were all lying, my love. Love's on the wing, but now I lovers. Let us be lovers, one soon recovers, my love. Soon the feelers fed, for love's a transient blessing. Just a week in bed, and we'll become blessing. Why talk of morals when springtime is flying? Why end in quarrels, reproaches, and sighing? Crying for Your shocking proposition. How could I gain my permanent condition? I am so pure that before you may pay me, you must assure me that first you will win me and win me. so pure, I shall be told you, my love. <laughs> Though I feel sure, I'll come to loathe you, my love. Still, for the thrill, I'm perfectly willing. For if we must wed, before we may bed, then come let us wed, my Next, let's hear him as Pangloss 
singing the song Dear Boy. Robert Page conducts the Cleveland Orchestra and the Blossom Festival Chorus in these excerpts. David Eisler was in the title role of Candide. Oh, master, what happened to your nose and your fingers? <laughs> A mere nothing. Just the necessary side effect of God's most exquisite gift to his faithful children. Love. Love? Dear boy, you will not hear me speak with sorrow or with rancor. Of what has shriveled up my cheek and blasted it with canker? Twas love, great love, that did the deed through nature's gentle laws. And how should it effects proceed from so divine a cause? Sweet honey comes from bees that sting As you are well aware one adept in reasoning Whatever pains disease may bring Are but the tangy seasoning To love's delicious For the U.S. Bicentennial, Leonard Bernstein composed a number of works, including a piece called Song Fest for six solo singers and orchestra. It was a starry lineup and included Donald Graham, Clama Dale, Rosalind Elias, Nancy Williams, John Reardon, and Neil Rosenshine. John Reardon's solo comes toward the beginning of the extended song cycle. It's a setting of Lawrence Ferlinghetti's poem, The Panny Candy Store Behind the L. Leonard Bernstein conducts the National Symphony Orchestra in this 1978 world premiere recording. The Penny Candy Store Beyond the L Is where I first fell in love with unreality Jelly beans glow semi gloom of that September afternoon. A cat upon the counter moved among the licorice sticks mm-hmm. and Tootsie Rolls mm-hmm. and old boy gum. Oh, 
One composer who did not live long enough for John Reardon to have a personal association with was Kurt Weill. It's really a pity. John Reardon would have been perfect in Firebrand of Florence, Love Life, numerous other pieces that simply were not being revived at that time, and one can only imagine the kinds of roles that Kurt Weill might have been inspired to create for him. We're going to hear two short excerpts. First is This is New from a studio recording of Lady in the Dark that was conducted by Lehman Engel and which starred Reza Stevens as Liza Elliott, the so-called Lady in the Dark. With you I used to roam through the pleasure dome of Kublai I held you tight, my love in the gardens of old Babylon I lost you through the centuries I find you once again And find myself the luckiest of men This is new I was merely existing This is new And I'm living at last Head to toe You've got me so I'm spellbound I don't know If I am have not hellbound This is new is it Venus insisting that I'm through with the shadowy past? I am held up to another world where life is bliss, and this is I will just mention that my dear darling David returned to New York for the first time in 15 months on Friday. He is a huge admirer of John Reardon, and he has been urging me to do an episode on this singer since the early days of the podcast. Speaking of David, I must mention that he provided me with a copy of this next recording, which he has in New York, and which he ripped and sent to me, bless his heart, because it's another court vile number. This was cut from The Firebrand of Florence, and the song is called Love Is My Enemy. It's from Ben Bagley's Court Vile Revisited Recordings. Here, John Reardon is joined in duet by Joe Sullivan in this 
fleeting, a wonderful but momentary song, while to the ages my work and I One composer with whom John Reardon had a long-standing relationship was Giancarlo Menotti. Not only did Reardon appear in the first performances of The Saint of Bleecker Street, he also appeared in a television opera that Menotti composed with him in mind. The piece is called Labyrinth. It's a 45-50 minute long piece. Again, the video of this performance has recently resurfaced and been posted on YouTube, and I can't encourage you enough to go take a look at this. It features other artists such as Robert White, Frank Poretta, Elaine Bonazzi, Beverly Wolfe. It's really fantastic. If it must be confessed a little facile. Still, it's fascinating to see what opera on television looked like in 1963. Here is one of the best parts of the opera. It's a duet between the bride and groom who are depicted lost in a hotel, unable to find the key to their room. John Reardon is here joined by the delectable and sublime and altogether glorious Judith Raskin. Did you find out anything? No, but things are rather queer in the upper stratosphere. And now? We're back where we began. Don't look so sad, my dear. I begin to be afraid. Afraid of what? Of you. Of me? Yes. That you may find the key and then hide or flee without so much as telling me. What a silly notion. What would I do all alone in our wedding room? You must be tired, my darling. Rest beside me. Hold my hand, still my fear. For beyond our blind belief in love, what else is there, my dear? Without words, 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 without words,
1970, John Reardon participated in the first commercial recording of The Old Maid and the Thief, a 1939 opera that Manotti had composed for the radio. Again, he's giving us the definitive version of an aria that is all too often not very well done. This is Bob, the thief of the title, singing the aria When the Air Sings of Summer. George Mester conducts the Orchestra del Teatro Verdi di Trieste. What makes Reardon's reading extraordinary is the way that he takes Menotti's somewhat purple prose, finds the depth of expression behind it, and brings it into full focus. Sings of summer, I must wander again. Sweet landlord is the sky, rich house is the plain, and to live is to wander through the sun and the Another, even more important composer with whom John Reardon had a very significant professional relationship was Igor Stravinsky. In the 1950s and 60s, many efforts were being made to adapt 
classical music to the medium of the television. And in the early 60s, we encountered a resurgence of these efforts. We've already encountered Manati's Labyrinth, and from 1962, we have Igor Stravinsky's hybrid oratorio slash opera slash I don't know what it is called The Flood, which was based on one of the Chester Miracle plays, such as Benjamin Britten set in his second canticle, Abraham and Isaac. I mention that because in that piece, the voice of God is depicted as two voices singing in close harmony, the alto and the tenor. In Stravinsky's The Flood, the voice of God is given to two basses. John Reardon is the upper voice in the texture, and the lower-voiced bass, Robert Oliver, is the second. Stravinsky must have been pleased with John Reardon because he also used him in his recording of Oedipus Rex from 1962, and further, he engaged John Reardon also to perform the role of Nick Shadow in his second recording of his opera, The Rake's Progress, which also features the sublime Judith Raskin. Just another little shout-out to one of my favorite singers that I will be featuring in Season 3 of Counter Melody. We're not going to hear her today, but we are going to hear two short excerpts of Nick Shadow's part. First, Nick's aria, Fair Lady, in which he in which he sets the plot, as well as the progress of Tom Rakewell, the rake of the title, into motion. We hear Alexander Young in the role of Tom Rakewell. Tom Rakewell at your service. Well, well, Nick Shadow, sir, and at your service. For surely as you bear your name, I bear you a bright future. You recall an uncle, sir, an uncle... My parents never mentioned one. They quarreled, I believe, sir. Yet he... Sir, have you friends? More than a friend. The daughter of this house and ruler of my heart. A lover's fancy and a lovely thought. Then call her, call her. Indeed, let all who will make their joy here of your glad tidings. Break 
and had an uncle. One more parted from his native land. I served many years, served him in the many trades he served in turn, and all to his profit. Yes, profit was perpetually his. It was indeed his family, his friend, his power of amusement, his life. But all his brilliant progeny of gold could not caress him when he lay dying. Sick for his home, sick for a memory of pleasure or of love, his thoughts were His profit would be pleasure to an eager youth. For such, by counting years upon his fumbling fingers, he knew that you must be good, sir. Well, he is dead, and I am here with this commission to tell Tom Rakewell that an unloved and forgotten uncle Loved and remembered, you are a rich man. Next, we hear John Reardon at the moment that Nick Shadow has been cheated out of taking the soul of Tom Rakewell down to hell, and he strikes Tom Rakewell insane in revenge. This is the short Arioso I burn, I freeze. consider some of John Reardon's other impersonations in 20th century operas. I'm not sure he appeared as Dr. Schön in Lulu very frequently, but he did memorably appear in the role in San Francisco in November 1971, opposite Anya Silja 
in the title role. Here is that fantastic scene in Act 1 in which Dr. Schön explains to Lulu's new husband, the painter, that he has arranged for all of this to happen, and that it's not through the painter's talent or virtue, but rather through Dr. Schön's machinations that he has found success. We hear the Swedish tenor Ranjar Ulfung as the painter opposite John Reardon. Wie sie Million hat, hat sie unmöglich mit dem Begriff 
As I mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast, John Reardon appeared at the Metropolitan Opera between the years of 1965 and 1977 in a total of 180 performances. All too often, he was reduced to singing secondary roles like Albert in Werther, Eisenstein in Fledermaus, Tomsky in Pikdam, Sharpless in Butterfly, Escamillo in Carmen, things like this. But in the first season at the Met's new home at Lincoln Center, he was given a role that suited him down to the ground in every single way. That was in Marvin David Levy's opera, Morning Becomes Electra. The Met took a big chance engaging a near-unknown composer to write something that would be so prominently featured, and they pulled out all of the stops. Evelyn Lear and Marie Collier made their debuts in the roles of Lavinia and Christine, respectively. The important Greek director, Michael Kakoyanis, was the director. Zubin Mehta conducted. Others featured included Cheryl Milnes, John McCurdy, and Lillian Soukis. The opera is based on Eugene O'Neill's play, Morning Becomes Electra, an updating of the Greek tragedy of the House of Agamemnon, Originally, Levy had conceived of the role of Orin, the Orestes character, as a tenor, but he refashioned it for John Reardon, who had an extraordinary personal success. I'm going to play you just a short excerpt from it. This is when Orin returns from the war for the funeral of his late father, Ezra. We also briefly hear Marie Collier and Evelyn Lear in this 1967 reporting.
playwright who refashioned Eugene O'Neill's original into Levy's opera is named Henry Butler. Almost 20 years later, Henry Butler collaborated with the Wisconsin composer Chester Biscardi in an opera called Tightrope, which was produced by the University of Wisconsin School of Music and Department of Theater and Drama, and amazingly was filmed and telecast on PBS in 1985. John Reardon appeared in that opera as the ghost of a dead poet. Here he is in a short scene in which the ghost of the poet appears to a journalist who is writing about the life of the poet. I had forgotten such sincerity I will make it accurate, and there are witnesses, but the first word is Intend to be a poet, no one, no one does. The title has no meaning, and the profession less. Day after day, the words went tumbling through my head, tumbling through my head, demanding that I give them order, and that order is called. Poetry. I found a voice to comfort me as no one could. I found an ear that heard me, no matter how corrupt or frightened I might be. I found a way to praise the utter beauty of everything I saw. The faces, the colors of the air, everything that grows and reaches for the sun. The Silence was impossible. I wrote my praise and sang it in the streets. Let it not be said 
that John Reardon didn't have the chops to do quote-unquote regular opera. I have two excerpts from him in completely opposite roles in Italian opera. The first is a highly truncated, by me, performance of Si di Certo from a 1973 recording of Rossini's opera La Pietra del Paragone. My late mentor, Newell Jenkins, conducts the Clarion Concerts Orchestra in this recording. We've already heard examples of John Reardon's facility and his ability to trill quite brilliantly. Now we get to hear him really show off his bel canto chops. also appeared a number of times with the Opera Company of Boston, Sarah Caldwell's company. We are so lucky to have a live recording of the performance of Otello that took place there on the 31st of May, 1981. John Reardon really had the chops to sing these hefty Verdi baritone parts. He may be a tiny bit underpowered, but I think the way that he characterizes the evil Iago will make your head spin. And by the way, this performance also starred James McCracken, a well-established Otello, as well as as Desdemona in her only stage performances of the role, the great Shirley Verrett. (laughs) 
recorded for a number of major labels. Never extensively, never consistently, but at least there is a recorded legacy. And one of the more interesting recordings that has come down to us was made in 1967. It's called John Reardon Sings Contemporary Art Songs, and it's a recording on the Serenus label. I believe that Serenus had something to do with the Flagello brothers, Nicholas and Ezio. Nicholas, a composer, Ezio, a basso, because they are represented on most of the recordings on the Serenus label. As the program begins to wind down, I'm going to offer you six short songs from this record, along with the promise to my Patreon supporters of presenting two short song cycles from the same 1967 recording on the bonus episode, which also features further performances of John Reardon in all of his brilliant versatility. The first of the songs from the Serenus recording is a setting by the composer Richard Owen of a Stephen Crane poem called There were many who went in huddled procession. There were many who went in huddled procession. They knew not whither, but at any rate, success or calamity. One of the really unusual things about this recording is that the pianist is Bliss Hebert. Bliss Hebert, of course, is mostly known as a director of operas. According to the liner notes on the recording, he and John Reardon first worked together in a production of Peleas et Mélisande, and when I heard that John Reardon had appeared as Peleas in one of my favorite operas, I nearly lost my mind. I would give anything to hear this voice, this artist in this part. Perhaps someday a recording will surface. But all that aside, it is wonderful to be able to experience Bliss Hebert as a superb pianist in these songs. Next up in our set of excerpts from this recording is a song called Most Men by George Corey and Douglas Cross, which uses as its inspiration 
the Thoreau line that most men lead lives of quiet desperation. By the way, I want to point out that George Corey and Douglas Cross also composed that perennial standard, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, which was originally composed as an encore for the magnificent American contralto, Clara Mae Turner. Most manly lives of quiet desperation two songs by Nicholas Flagello, both of them set to texts by William Blake. The first is called Leave, Oh Leave Me to My Sorrows. I have to say, John Reardon really makes my work easy for me because, thanks to his superb diction, I don't have to read the poems to you, I don't have to tell you what they're about, I simply let him and Bliss Hebert present them to you. Leave, oh leave me to Spirit, and I lose this form. 
this order of songs in a way of ushering us from the depths of despair into the light. In the last three songs, we get to move out into the sunshine. The first of those is the Blake Flagello song, As I Walked Forth. Next is a song by the marvelous and very underrated American art song composer Richard Hundley. He sets here a text of Robert Louis Stevenson called For Your Delight. This text is known to lovers of art song in the Rafe von Williams setting called The Roadside Fire, which is the third of his songs of travel cycle. Thank you. 
I will make you brooches and toys for your delight. Of birdsong at morning and starshine at night. I will make a palace fit for you and me. Of green days in forests and blue days at sea. I will make my kitchen and you shall keep your room. Where white flows the river and bright glows the broom, and you shall wash your linen and keep your body white, in rainfall at morning and dewfall at night. shall be for music when no one else is near the fine song for singing the rare song to hear that only I remember that only you admire of the broad road that stretches and the roadside You probably noticed that not all of these composers are terribly well-known. This is also true of the last composer that we're going to hear. His name is John Koch, born in 1928. I don't know if the internet is correct on this, but as far as I know, John Koch is still alive. According to the liner notes, he was born in Haverhill, New Hampshire, graduated from John Hopkins, Peabody, and the Juilliard School, studied with Nadia Boulanger under a Fulbright, and has written two symphonies, two piano concertos, a violin concerto, chamber music, and other songs. Mr. Koch is widely known as a concert pianist and accompanist, and he writes knowingly and charmingly the piano accompaniments for his lovely melodic lines. This is a setting of the exquisite Walter de la Mer poem, Silver, John Reardon and Bliss Hebert. And sees 
one of my gay brethren, and he died on April 16, 1988, of complications from AIDS at his home in Santa Fe, two days before his 58th birthday. Of course, his obituary in the New York Times only mentions a sister, nothing about any partners. I don't know if he was partnered. I don't know what that aspect of his life was like. I hope that someone, someday, will write a biography of this great artist so that we can know more about him. But in a way, all that we need to know is right there in his singing. To conclude the episode today, I'm going to play a recording that John Reardon made in 1964 of a song by his friend and former roommate, Fred Rogers. It's called, Then Your Heart is Full of Love, and it appeared on the record, King Friday the 13th celebrates in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood of make-believe. This is not an easy recording to find. Someone posted it on YouTube, and there's a great big scrape <laughs> at the beginning of the song, but it was the only version that I could find of John Reardon singing it, and for once it gives me an excuse to read part of the verse for you. When your heart has butterflies inside it, then your heart is full of love. When your heart feels just like overflowing, then your heart is full of love. Love is fragile as your tears. Love is stronger than your fears. When your heart beats for a special someone, then your heart is full of love. When your heart has room for everybody, then your heart is full of love. 
Friends, thank you for joining me. It was an overwhelming experience for me, I have to say, preparing this episode in tribute to the great John Reardon. May his voice and artistry continue to be an example for us. And may we, inspired by him, always keep the song in our hearts. When your heart has butterflies and your heart is full of love, love is fragile as your tears, love is stronger than your fears. When your heart sing another's gladness then your heart is full of love when your heart can cry another's sadness then your heart is full of love love is fragile as your be stronger than your fears when your heart beats for a special someone then your heart is full of love when your heart has room for Daniel Gundlach. Oh, thank you, Reardon. <laughs>